Welcome to the Bethel World Outreach Church Podcast. It's our prayer that wherever you are in life, today's message will help you draw closer in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Last week, we began to deal with the subject of uh, judging um, and trying to deal with some of the false teaching concerning whether or not we as Christians should judge. Um, and we also dealt with the lie that is, is perpetrated, uh, that um, the believers are never supposed to say anything uh, when they see wrong, uh, when, when, when a quote-unquote man of God, because he's anointed, if he's teaching wrong or living wrong, uh, acting and, and conducting the ministry in a way that's clearly unbiblical, the believer ought only to pray but cannot use judgment to determine whether this is a person that I should be following or not. And uh, the, the scripture that is used is, touch not my anointed. And I showed you from the Bible that when the Bible says, touch my, not my anointed, God was actually calling his people his anointed, and he was warning kings and those who are in authority to be careful how they handled his people. So instead of using that to put fear in the hearts of the people, it should cause people like me to have a godly fear, to understand that there's great accountability, um, that God expects me to exercise the authority he's given me, but to do so as a servant, not as a master, not as a Lord, for the good of the people, for their spiritual well-being, okay? So I believe there's a balance and we don't want to go to any extreme. So what we taught last week, I believe provided a balance. One, it, it, it makes me conscious of and aware that people like me are accountable to God for making sure that we handle his people properly and not abuse them and take care of them because that's why God gave us authority, right? And that if we cross the line biblically, you do have a responsibility to pray for us but also, if necessary, bring it to our attention, okay? That is important. But the other side is also true, that God does put people in authority, and because he puts people in authority, he does expect those who are, they are responsible for to accord them the proper respect. So Hebrews chapter 13 says that those who are under the authority of God's appointed leaders ought to submit to that leadership so that they can exercise their responsibility with joy. Otherwise, it will not be pleasant for you. So the same way God will deal with me if I misbehave, God will deal with you if you misbehave. So there's a balance. Okay, so maintain the balance, it will be okay. Now, what I said I'm gonna do today is to take us a little bit further along this journey. And I really want us to consider today, how do you recognize false ministers? Now, next week, Lord, you know, there, 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 are, there are woes in sheep clothing, right? So how do we recognize woes in sheep clothing? Now, there are also goats that are part of the flock that appear as sheep. So next week, Lord willing, we will not only look at woes in sheep clothing, we'll look at because not everybody who's in the pew 
are sheep. You follow me? You got some wolves in the pulpit, and you got some goats in the pew. So we need to be able to distinguish all of that, right? And more than just distinguish, I need to make sure I am not a wolf, and you need to make sure you're not a goat. <laughs> Say hallelujah. Amen. So pray for me that I'll never be a wolf in Jesus' name, and I pray for you you'll never be a goat in Jesus' name. You be the sheep, and may I be a good shepherd. Say hallelujah. That's the will of the Lord. All right? Now we have a lot of verses today. I hope we can have time to cover it thoroughly. But let's begin. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, and let's read together. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. So that's Peter writing, and he says there will be false teachers among you. So we, we're not even talking about those that are far. He's saying to the church at that time and to us that even among us within the body of Christ, that within the church as we recognize it, even among us, there will be false prophets and what? False teachers who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. That is doctrines that are destructive. Okay? Even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Next verse. But there, next verse please. And many will follow their, and many, many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of the truth will be blasphemed or spoken evil of. You know, because of the behavior and the attitudes of these people, the way of the truth, Christ, Christianity, those of us who follow will be blasphemed. People will speak evil of us because of the behavior of some of us, okay? By covetousness, they will exploit you with Deceptive words, say covetousness. In other words, because of greed or because of the desire for money. They will do what? Exploit you with deceptive words, which means they'll say anything they feel they need to say to get what they want. Okay? Deceptive words, they'll, they'll lie, they'll, they'll fabricate stories. Whatever they got to say, they'll make you feel good and tell you you're, gonna, you're anointed, you're going to be this great man. I see your future. There's an anointing on you, brother. I see greatness. God is going to use you powerfully. I see you as a multimillionaire in your future. I see you as an anointed man of God. And when you start hearing that, you start feeling real good, right? Then all of a sudden your pastor isn't as nice to you because your pastor don't see you. He looks at you. Your pastor never told you you were going to be a great man of God. Your pastor never told you he saw your future and you're going to be a millionaire. Your pastor never said that, so your pastor doesn't care for you. In fact, your pastor is trying to use you. And then all of a sudden now you want to follow someone who sees you as this great man tomorrow. You like that. It tickles your ears. 
And so now when I got you believing that, then, okay, anything I start, I'm going to pray for you. Call me this week. We're going to pray and fast. Now, my pastor never told me he was going to pray and fast with me so that I can be this mighty man of God. Here's this man now telling me my future and say he's going to pray and fast, call on the phone, check on you. That's what you want. That's what you're hearing. Now, this is the person you're going to follow. And when he tells you plant a seed, my goodness, the kind of seed you will plant, jeez. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, do not be ignorant of his devices. <laughs> for hallelujah, okay? Deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not. In other words, God will eventually deal with such people, Okay? Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, please. Again, we're going to read a lot of scriptures. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to verse 18, and then verse 21 to 23. Let's read together. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but, okay? So Jesus says, beware, watch out. That, that is a warning. And that is a command. Okay, so he's commanding us to be aware of false prophets. If I were to say to you, if you were planning to go into the forest back here, and I said, look, there are a lot of snakes over there. Okay, be watchful. Well, you probably would decide, you know what? I don't have to go there. But if you had to, you would be paying attention and you will have your eyes on, that, on, the, on the ground and watch where you step because you know that snakes are dangerous and if you're bitten by a snake, it could kill you. So you become extra careful when someone says to you, beware. So when you hear Jesus says, beware of false prophets or false ministers, we should take that in the same way that you would respond to beware there are snakes. And we need to be careful, watchful. You know, as I was preparing, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't realize how much time and how many times and how much space is given in the New Testament. Not the old alone, but the New Testament warning against false prophets and false ministers. Jesus warned about it. Paul warned about it. Peter warned about it. John warned about it. There's a lot of scriptures warning us to beware of false ministers. So obviously this is something that is serious and perhaps we haven't taken it as seriously as we should have. So the recent incident in South Africa, I think, has brought this to our, to our minds brought it certainly to my mind more than it had in the past. And, and so what I'm trying to do today is to hopefully be able to begin to equip you to better watch out so that you recognize and you don't become a victim of a false ministry. Okay? City and neighbor, beware. Be watchful, okay? So all of us need to raise our level of awareness. 
He says, they come to you how? In sheep's now, which means when they first appear, they look so real. They look real. They, they, they appear as though they are genuine. That means, you know, they'll use language that you will associate with true Christianity. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't be in sheep's clothing, right? So you will hear them using Jesus in his name, the blood of Jesus, the word of God, Jehovah. So, so, so outwardly, with the words that they use and the way they carry themselves, you know, they may, you may see them with a big Bible or a small Bible. But, but the point is, when the, you first meet many of these folks, especially the ones that are real good, you won't be able to tell just by your initial interaction with them that they're not for real. They look like they're real. Counterfeit notes, good ones, look very, very much like they're real. They're not real, but, but they look real. All right, so, so which means then, um, many times you won't recognize a false prophet right away or a false minister right away. Now, there is a gift of the Holy Spirit called the discerning of spirits, okay? Now, when that gift is at work, the Holy Ghost can cause you to sense something even before anything else is exposed. Now, the gift of discerning of spirit is not the same as the gift of suspicion. Amen. Because some of us have the gift of suspicion, we call it discerning of spirits. I told you last week, when you have a problem that is big in your life, it's very easy to see it in other people. So I don't want us to go to an extreme, and every time we suspect something, we say that person is false. Because suspicion and the gift of discernment are not the same thing. All right? But here's the point. When you first meet a truly false minister or false prophet, many times he will look so real, the language will sound just like the language you're using, all right? Um, and so you may not be able to detect just by the outward appearance. But Jesus said, inwardly they are ravenless woes. You see, what really separates the true shepherd from the false is what's on the inside. And, 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 and we won't have time to deal with it today. We'll deal with it next week. But that has to do with character. Outwardly, they look the same. But the thing that makes them false is what's on the inside, the character and the motive. Inside, they're not right. Outside, they look great. But inside, now what, 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 what is one of the characteristics of a wolf? When, when wolves see sheep, they see food. They see dinner. When a shepherd sees sheep, he sees an object of love, something he's supposed to protect and care for. But a wolf sees the sheep and he says, aha, how can I have her for dinner tonight? What can I say? What can I do in order to exploit or to get out of that person what I want 
for myself or for my ministry. Okay? So it may take a while for the character, the true motivation of that person to appear. Okay? So that's what the Bible says. Lay hands on no man suddenly. In other words, take your time. It's okay if you don't know someone, all you, all you, all you see or all you hear may be the miracles and all that is happening. What he's saying is, take time. Be watchful. There's no rush. Observe. Pray. Ask questions. All right? Because it may take a while for what's on the inside to begin to show outside. And then you say, aha, there's something not right here. I may have suspected it, but now I'm beginning to see some real evidence. Or hopefully it'll be the other way. What appears will be genuine. That's what we desire, okay? And I still believe for the most part, that will be the case. We still have more true ministers than you got false. But you got a lot of faults, so we got to be careful. All right, next verse. You will know them. Okay, now again, fruit generally doesn't show up overnight, right? It takes a while for the apple tree to bear fruit. And so again, don't be in a hurry to surrender or submit to or begin to follow someone who you have not taken time to observe. Watch, pray, and listen. Are you here? All right. You will know them by their fruits. And, and I'm going to give you later on what I call the A, B, C, Ds of fruit inspection. A, B, C, D of fruit inspection. Okay, because you want to look for fruit in these four areas to, to see whether the fruit that is being born in these four areas match with Christ and with the word. Because the fruit in these four areas do not match with Christ and the word, you know that is not a true ministry or minister that you need to be Are you here? All right. So let's, let's, for the sake of time, let me just reiterate a few things here. Jesus said many, say many. Not a few. Okay, so there, these four prophets are many. So we got to be watchful. And when they appear initially, they will look genuine. So you cannot conclude just by what you see that this person is true. It may take a while for what's on the inside, their true nature, to show up. Okay? Let's go to verse, I believe, 21. Read together. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, Okay, so watch this. What this means is the false prophets or false ministers will say, Lord. Again, the language will be just like uh, the language of any Christian. So they, huh? 
okay, yeah, evangelical language. Okay, so they don't, don't, this man must be a man of God because he says, Lord. This man must be true because he calls the name of Jesus. No, no, if someone comes here and doesn't call the name of Jesus, doesn't call Jesus Lord, we, we kick him out right away. We're not concerned about those folks. They, they, they're, they're not wolves in sheep clothing. They're wolves in wolves clothing, right? It's easy to spot that kind of person. We're talking about those who are in sheep clothing. If they're in sheep clothing, they're going to appear to be Christian, sound like they're Christian, so they will use Christian lingo. They may use the same words, but their dictionary is different. Yeah, the words have some different meaning. Just because someone said Jesus is the Son of God doesn't mean that they mean what the Bible means. Okay? Next verse. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders? Okay, so watch this, watch this. I know recently we've been talking about a fake resurrection, right? We've been talking about a resurrection that didn't happen. Now, some false prophets are false because they pretend to have gifts and powers that they don't have, and they fabricate and make up miracles. And if you investigate, you'll find out no miracle happened but they make you believe or think a miracle happened. Those people exist. But here, Jesus is not talking about false prophets who faked miracles. In this case, they said to Jesus, we prophesied in your name, we did cast out demons in your name, and in your name we did many wonders. So, many false prophets will actually prophesy and be able to tell you things in the name of Jesus about you. And you will be amazed and say, how did this man know? And Demons will come out and they work wonders. So a false prophet is not necessarily manufacturing the supernatural. A person can have signs, wonders, and miracles operating in their ministry and be false. Yeah. You say, how is that possible? Well, there's, there are at least two reasons I can come up with. Amen. In 2 Thessalonians, Paul is talking about the Antichrist, and he said when the Antichrist comes, he will operate according to the power of Satan in, 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 in lying signs and wonders. When, the one of the reasons the Antichrist will be embraced is because Satan will empower him to work miracles. When Moses went into Egypt in order to deliver Israel and God began to work miracles, the Egyptians 
they also work miracles. They've turned their thing into snakes. They were able to duplicate a number of the miracles that Moses did. So if you, if you assume that every time there is a legitimate miracle, that person must be true, you'll be misled. You'll, be, you, you, you'll call the, the, the magicians in, in Egypt godly, prophets of God. Are you listening to me? Amen. So, so miracles can happen, genuine supernatural miracles, but the question is by whose power? It can outwardly, they're in sheep's clothing, so they're using the name of Jesus and it appears like it's Christ at work, but on the inside, they're literally being empowered by demonic spirits. There's a spirit of divination that works. And man, I've seen, I, don't, I haven't seen it recently, but some years ago there was this guy who used to appear regularly on TV, and he used to, he wasn't a Christian, he didn't confess to be a Christian, but he was, he was telling things accurately about people. So, so hear me, because there is the real, there's also the counterfeit. So you and I got to be aware, the last thing you should use to determine whether someone is legitimate is the presence of miracles. Yeah, because if you do that, Antichrist is going to get you because when he appears, the kind of signs and wonders he's going to be doing. So if you become, you're one of those who, oh, the man prophesied. Oh, the man told me my name. Oh, the, the man did this. Ah, oh, the man did that. This must be a mighty man of God. The Antichrist will deceive you. Thank God for genuine miracles. We want to see more of them. We believe God for them. But signs and wonders are not the sign of whether someone is real or not. Satan can work miracles. Amen. Most of, most of, most of us who are from, from other countries, we know that. You see, and, and, and that's one of the problems we're having now for those of, for, of, of you who are not from Africa. Let me say this. One of the problems our Africa brothers and sisters, including me, have is that the supernatural is real. Okay, a lot of folks grew up seeing all kinds of evil things being done supernaturally by people who were possessed and controlled by demonic powers. And so when they come to Christ, they remember, and unfortunately for too many, it produces fear and even though they're in Christ, they continue to be afraid of that. And so what happens, they are, before they got saved, they used to go to the witch doctor for protection from witchcraft. <laughs> now that they are saved, they're looking for the Christian, quote unquote, no, you know, not, not, you don't call a witch doctor, but you, you gotta go to somebody to protect you. And so we're looking for these people who we believe have this power to protect us. All right, next verse. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who do what? Yeah, 
you, you, you're working signs, you're working wonders, but you're also teaching people to do things which God's word forbids. Okay, let me give you another reason why genuine signs, wonders, and miracles can happen in the ministry of someone who's not true. It's because God loves people. Okay? And so I am convinced, if I'm false, but I, but I use the Christian language and I talk about Jesus, and you believe in Jesus, and you come and you got a need, and you say, Lord Jesus, heal me, and you release your faith, you know what? I cannot see Jesus withholding your blessing because of me. Jesus loves you, and if you believe him, he will heal you in spite of me. He will not say, because the man who's presiding over this service is false, I am not going to respond to your earnest prayer and your earnest faith. So even though I may be wrong, because your faith is genuine, Christ will still work miracles in your life. That doesn't mean I'm right. Huh? Are you listening to me? Yes, there's an instance in the Old Testament with Moses. Remember Moses? The Lord told Moses to do what with the rock? He told Moses to, to speak to the rock, right? Moses got angry with the people. I told you, touch not my anointed. <laughs> All right, so we got to be careful how we deal with y'all, but y'all must be careful how y'all deal with us too, you see. A, there's a balance. Say hallelujah. But Moses got angry with the people. And instead of speaking to the rock, what did he do? He struck it how many times? Two times. He was in disobedience. God did not approve of what he did. He ended up not entering the promised land because of that. Yet God brought water out of the rock for the people. Amen. In bringing water out of the rock for the people, he wasn't approving of Moses' attitude. He dealt with Moses. But he still blessed the people. You hear me? So, so Jesus is that rock, and the water can flow out of him, even though the person who is speaking is striking the rock and doing what Jesus didn't tell him to do. Amen. Go, go to the scripture that I gave you in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Okay, let's read this. Deuteronomy 13.1. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, he tells you something that causes you to wonder, he tells you something's going to come to pass. Watch what. And the sign or the wonder comes to pass. I wish he spoke to you, saying, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. The sign and the wonder what? Comes to pass. So it was not he gave you a prophecy it didn't happen. That's false prophets too. The false prophets can tell you things that don't happen. By the way, I was watching on the, um, um, on the internet where so many quote-unquote prophets 
prophesied in Nigeria that the Nigerian president, Buhari, he was re-elected, right? Oh yeah, they were prophesying how Buhari is not going to be president. Thus said the Lord, the Lord has spoken to me. If, if I'm not a man of God, unless I'm not a man of God, huh? <laughs> somebody put them on, I think there were four of them speaking the word of the Lord. Of course, it didn't come to pass. And Buhari, <laughs> the sad thing is, next Sunday they will go back and the church will be full and they will prophesy again. And, and nobody will say, but wait a minute, prophet or pastor, what happened? Now, we can miss it. I'm not saying we can't miss it. But what we do, then we need to come and say, you know what? I was wrong. You'll forgive me. And I've learned from this. I'll be more careful next time. But to come back next week and, and try to excuse that, like many of them will do. Okay, so there are those who will prophesy stuff that won't come to pass. But here the Lord says, this particular prophet will prophesy things and what? That come to pass. Okay, but notice, let us go after God, other gods which you have not known. So now, he prophesied accurately. So you can't call him a false prophet based upon whether his prophecy came to pass or not because it came to pass. But he's a false prophet. Why? Because even though his prophecy came to pass, he's leading the people to serve other gods. In other words, let's bring in the new covenant. A man or woman can have accurate supernatural Gifts. I don't know whether I should call it Holy Spirit gifts or not, but let me just assume that the gifts of the Spirit can be genuinely of the Holy Spirit. And maybe there's genuine words of knowledge happening. But if at the end of the day, he uses that gift and his influence, which he gains as a result of that gift, to lead people away from Christ, and away from the gospel, he is false. Did you hear me? No, say amen. amen. The, listen, it, it's not the gift itself that will determine whether someone is true or not. It's where that person leads you. If he's genuine, if he's a man of God or a woman of God from God in this dispensation, he will always point you to Jesus. He will always lead you to Christ. He will always lead you to the gospel. If he begins to say things or do things that cause your eyes to begin to turn away from Christ in any way towards himself or towards something else, don't follow him. Let's continue reading this. Lord said, read, read together. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart. And now what does that mean? Let's bring it today. What he's saying is, what we should be about is our relationship with God. 
And what we should be going after is Jesus Christ. Amen. We should be going after God and not after science and wonders and miracles. And we should not be going after a man that, that may or may not be used by God for science, wonders, and miracles. Do you see that? It is always about you going after Jesus. You going after God. You going after the gospel. Anytime I or any minister suggest or teach or preach anything that turns your eyes away from Christ or away from the gospel, do not follow him. Paul the apostle said, follow me as I follow Christ. Later on, if you read this, the Lord said that prophet should be put to death. Okay? So keep that in mind. Critical. These are important things that we need to take into account today because the word says many such people are in the world. There are many people who, if you let them, will lead you away from being single-mindedly focused on Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Okay. For the sake of time. A, B, C, D. Okay? The A, B, C, Ds of fruit inspection. You will know them by their fruit. I'm not going to have time to deal with all four of them today, so I'll give you A, B, C, but I'll talk about D today. Is that all right? Okay. When you're inspecting fruit in order to determine whether this is a legitimate minister or ministry, and like I said, it may take a while, so don't be in a rush. But there are four things that I believe are paramount. A, attitude. What type of fruit do you observe in his attitude? The scripture says, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who though he was God, humbled himself and became a servant. What type of attitude does a man of God who is true manifest? It is the, man, the attitude of humility, the attitude of a servant. If you see pompousness and pride, that's not the spirit of Christ. We can elaborate on that more next week. B. Behavior. When you observe his behavior, do you see someone who's living soberly, righteously, and godly in this present life? C. Character. 
when you observe his character, what fruit do you see? Do you see the fruit of integrity? Or do you see someone who will say whatever he needs to say, and you can't, you don't know whether he's telling the truth or not? Character. Integrity, especially in regards to money. Say attitude, attitude. Behavior, behavior, character. You and I need to observe the attitude, the behavior, and the character of those who are called or supposed to be men of God who God has sent to lead us. Now, nobody is perfect, but, but you can tell when something has gone a bit too far. Isn't that so? Lord willing, when we look at the, sh the goats and the sheep, because guess what? The same things you look for to determine the wolves are the same things that help you identify the goats. But, but what I want to focus on today in the time we have, hmm, or should I just wait until next week? Because we're out of time, you know. I should keep on? A, B, C, D, you want me to deal with D? Let's vote. How many of you want me to deal with D? Well, it looks like the majority has it. Okay. <laughs> okay. D, say doctrine. One more time, doctrine. doctrine. Now that is perhaps the most important area. Listen, you've got to know Bible doctrine. One of the, one of the ways they teach people how to identify counterfeit notes is to have them spend a lot of time with the real thing. And they become so familiar with what a real $100 note looks like and feels like, that as soon as they handle the counterfeit, there's just something about it. It could fool other people, but it won't fool them because they're so familiar with the true, they can spot the false. So you and I, if we really want to be protected, we've got to, to make it our business to truly know the truth. So that the minute you see falsehood, you recognize it. For instance, for instance, there's a particular prophet that calls himself Moses. Right? The people call him their Moses. He calls himself their Moses. Now, if you don't know the Bible, you say, what's wrong with that? You know, I mentioned that and somebody said, well, they call you bishop, why can't they call him Moses? That's somebody who doesn't know Bible doctrine. And doesn't know the difference between the role of a bishop, which is really the role of a pastor, versus someone who identifies himself as Moses and the people call their Moses. Hear me. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was up there, Moses came down, Elijah came down and they were having a conversation. Peter got so excited about Moses and Jesus and Elijah. Peter said, let's 
build three tabernacles. Because this is Moses, the prophet, the one who God used to deliver Israel out of Egypt. This is Elijah, the prophet who, who, who God used so powerfully. Let's build three tabernacles. And as soon as Peter suggested that, God interrupted him. I don't think, God didn't even allow him to come to the end of his sentence. I said, Shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. This, come on, say this. Is my beloved son hear ye him? And he got he got Elijah and Moses in trouble because as soon as God said that, God took Moses and took Elijah out of the way. Because hear me, in this covenant, the Bible says in times past God spoke through the prophets, but in this day God has spoken and only speaks in and through Jesus. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Listen to me. God has given you the son. Why would he, why do you need Moses? Why would God give you Jesus and I say, you know what? You also need your Moses. For what? God, God gives you Jesus. There's no man that God will give to you. Say, here's your Moses. Listen, you don't need a mediator other than Jesus. Okay. Now, 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 in this instance, when you hear the people talking, they talk about Jesus a lot. But they also say, this is our Moses. So, when you listen to them, and in their services, they're singing praise songs just like we, we all are. And you hear the name of Jesus a lot, but you also hear this reference to Moses, to Moses, to Moses. And, you know, sister, your neighbor, Jesus, Jesus. Must, be must be at the very core, the very core. of my preaching and of my believing. Any minister, any ministry that takes your eyes off of Jesus to put it on any other person or thing as though you need that person or thing to have a relationship with God is false. Any minister or ministry that makes it seem that without them, God cannot hear your prayer or you need them to pray for you because your prayer is itself cannot work is false. So hear me, there are many doctrines that we can differ on and still be true. I mean, some people believe that the speaking in tongues is the sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Other people don't believe that. Okay, we can disagree. Okay, some people believe uh, uh, that when you praise, you should praise loud. Other people say, no, you should be reverent. Quiet. Listen, we can disagree on a lot of things and still be Christian. And, and that's okay. But you draw the line when it comes to the doctrine of Christ. You draw the line when it comes to the doctrine of salvation. And you draw the line when it comes to the doctrine of inspiration, the word of God. That's where you've got to draw the line. And anybody who teaches you Anything that takes away from Christ is in trouble. Go to the first John chapter 2 passage. Let's, let, me, let me show you this. 
Let's read this together. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the, say it is the last hour. Okay, next verse quickly. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son. Notice the focus of true Bible faith and doctrine is Jesus Christ. You can believe in God if you do not believe the Son, if your, your faith is not rooted in the revelation of who Jesus is, if in your preaching and your teaching you are not lifting up Jesus and Jesus alone, are you hearing me? No matter how many miracles are accompanying your ministry, you are a false minister. Jesus is not just the way he is the truth and the life. So he's the way, he's the in-between, and he's the end. You hear me? So, fruit inspection. When, you, when someone is preaching and teaching, listen to see whether the sum total of their ministry always point people to Jesus, not to himself or to something else, as the means by which people will get whatever they need from God. Jesus is enough. Okay. When, when, it, when it comes to the doctrine of Christ, I'll continue next week, but let me just say this. When it comes to the doctrine of Christ, listen to me. There are two errors that are made by false prophets. One error is to take away from Christ. Now, they'll use the name Jesus. They'll talk about Jesus, but they'll take away from him. They'll take away from him his deity. You know, some people listen to Louis, Louis Farrakhan, the Muslim guy. And if you listen to Louis Farrakhan when he's preaching from the Bible, if you don't have, if you don't know Bible doctrine, you would say, but this man is a Christian. Because what does he do? He will talk about the teachings of Christ. He will take the things that Jesus said and use that and quote scripture. Jesus said this, Jesus said that, Jesus said that. And because you're hearing Jesus, 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 and you hear him quoting scriptures that, and, and teaching and affirming what Jesus said, you said, this man is a believer. He must, you know, he must be a Christian. What, what is he doing? False prophets can tell you all about the things that Jesus, most religions agree with what Jesus says and a lot of stuff. But what do they do? They take away his deity. He's a great prophet. He may be the greatest prophet, great teacher, but he's not the creator. He's not the eternal son of God. And so in judging doctrine, you gotta always ask yourself, okay, you, you're talking about what Jesus said, that's fine, but who is he? Is he the eternal, everlasting Son of God who was not created? Jehovah Witnesses, that's where they go wrong. Mormons, that's where they go wrong. It's with who Jesus is. 
any preacher, any preacher, any ministry that lessens or takes away from the deity of Christ is false. I don't care how many signs, wonders, and miracles are happening. Amen? Who Jesus is, the Son of God, fully God and fully man. So, some take away by, by, by denying his deity. Others take away, they will not deny his deity, but they take away his centrality. Yeah, he's the Son of God. Yes, he's that. But he's not the centrality of the Christian faith. He's not the center of it all. He is there, but he's more a means. Now, such people, you will hear them talk about God a lot, but not Jesus much. So in their sermons, in their messages, God, 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 God. Nobody, you know, and, and, and most folks don't have a problem with God. So you, you, if, you're, if you're sitting under a ministry and you hear a lot about God, God this, this, and God did that, and God this, that, once in a while they mention Jesus, but it's just in passing, is God, 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 I would say you need to hold it. Because Paul said we preach Christ. Did you hear me? We preach Christ. Not God. It is not the name of God that saves. It is the name of Jesus. Amen. There's only one name given among men that will be saved. It's the name of Jesus. At the mention of his name, every knee will bow. Say hallelujah. Amen. So it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so they, 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 they either deny his deity or they deny his centrality. And they, they may mention him, say, yeah, he's the son of God, but he's not the core of their message. A true God-sent minister and ministry sent to help you will focus your mind and your attention on Jesus, who he is, what he has done, how he saves his Jesus. So watch out for those who talk about God a lot, but not Jesus. You'll come back next week so I can continue. Because I, I thought I could deal with doctrine, I'm out of time. Okay? But, but remember this, it has to be Jesus. Amen? He's not the core of many sermons, of many ministries. Let's stick to the message of the kingdom of God. Let's just look at that. Because I, I want you to get this. Jesus said, this message of the kingdom shall be preached, and then the end shall come. And indeed, we are to preach the message of the kingdom. But when you hear some people preaching the message of the kingdom, they make the kingdom what is central. And Jesus is incidental. It's as though Jesus came simply to bring to you the kingdom. So Jesus was simply a means of establishing the kingdom. But what we need to be concerned about now is the kingdom. What are they doing? Jesus is not central anymore. The kingdom has replaced the king. But let me tell you, in a democracy, the country is greater than the president. In a democracy. Amen. The president serves the country. 
Amen? So he lives, he's a servant of the country. The country is greater than the president. But when it comes to the kingdom, in particular the kingdom of God, my brother and sister, the king is greater than the kingdom. Amen? There is no kingdom without the king, and the, king ex the kingdom exists for the glory of the kingdom. So the message of the kingdom that must be preached to all the world is that Jesus is king. Amen? The good news that we proclaim is that when you believe in Christ, you no longer live in a kingdom ruled over by Satan. The good news is when I receive Jesus, I hear the gospel, and I receive him and declare him to be my Lord, I'm translated into a kingdom that is ruled over by such a king. The good news is Jesus is king. That's the good news of the kingdom that must be proclaimed. And if you believe, you will live under his rule. So when you preach the kingdom, you only can preach the kingdom biblically if you're preaching the king. And you make the kingdom all about the king. Not the king, all about the kingdom. I got to stop. Promise me you'll be back here next week. And invite your friends, invite your neighbors, because we will, we will deal with doctrine. I need to say a few more things, then Lord willing, we'll deal with, a, with the A, B, C, okay? Did you receive something? Yes. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, obviously with the increase of false prophets, many are being deceived. You must not be one of them. You don't need to go to a man for protection. When you do that, you are dishonoring Christ. You're saying he's not enough. Don't be deceived. And then you become an instrument to help others not to be deceived either. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week, proclaim the good news of Jesus. Let the whole world know that they can live in a kingdom where Jesus is king. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Every head bow, please, every eye close. Father, we thank you for this day. And we pray that this word that you have given us to speak will take root in the hearts of the people and bear much fruit for your glory. Thanks for listening today. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. To learn more about Bethel or to support this ministry financially, please visit us at www.bethelcityofhope.com. You can also connect with us via Facebook or Instagram at Bethel City of Hope. Thanks again. Have a great day.